Hey there, True Believers, and welcome to episode 35 of the Marvel Mondays Initiative here on the Penultimate Conquest. Today, our topic of discussion is, finally, Spider-Man No Way Home. Get fucking hyped, guys. Get fucking hyped. Uh, if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast service, feel free to give us a good rating on that platform. It helps the algorithms and it helps us grow, uh, grow our audience. Sorry, I am hearing myself talk and it's very annoying. I'm going to mute the mic real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, consider dropping a like and a sub and don't forget to hit the bell to get notifications for all of our shows like the Penultimate, Con uh, ooh, the Penultimate Game Show, the Cross Media Show, and Anime Nation. If you're watching on Twitch and have Amazon Prime, you have Prime Gaming, which means you have one free sub to give out. And we'd love it if you give it to us, but if not, that's quite all right. For those of you that don't know who I am, my name is Ruben, the director of the Penultimate Conquest. Of course, I am joined by... By? I'm joined by? I'm joined... It's, that... it's our first show back. In yeah. The yeah. Okay. <laughs> I am joined by... The one who thinks, uh, you know what, the, uh, the man that knows a lot about destiny and the man that knows a crap ton of the person we're actually talking about today, which is weird, Spider-Man. I am joined by the one and only Eric Ginn. Eric, how you doing today? I, I, I am good. Good. Uh, I actually killed Spider-Man in Fortnite today, so it was, it was, it was oh, tough. What? It was tough. And the Daily Bugle area, too, which was wild. But, man, that web swing in a Fortnite, pretty fun. Um, yeah, I'm doing Who's good. What's your go -to skin? Uh, I got Mando is my main skin is what I use. Mm. So mm. Uh, I pretty much got all the Marvel ones they had except Tony. Um, Tony. So I didn't, get, I didn't get the Iron Man one. But, um, but yeah, I rock Mando until I get Spider-Man. Um yeah, I'm doing good, Ruben. I'm I'm ready to hopefully not have any technical difficulties this time because I'm ready to talk about this movie. Listen, so for far, real. So far, it's yeah, it's going pretty good. Twenty twenty two. It's a new year. Oh yeah. Hype. yeah. Yeah. And of course, I'm also joined by Mr. Movie Reviewer himself, the host of Large Popcorn, a cinema podcast, and one of the hosts of Podcast PXN. Christian Macias. Christian, how you doing? Happy New Year, everyone. I took a COVID test today. <laughs> Is that just one sentence? What do you want? No, I don't. Okay. Two, two independent clauses okay. separated by a semicolon. Okay, okay. Yeah, Ruben. Didn't right. pick that up. I mean, I did. I just wanted to make sure that he's not telling people, Happy New Year, everyone. I took a COVID test today. In one. Either way. I just want everyone to know. <laughs> okay whether it's fair. one or two sentences pray okay. for that negative fingers crossed fingers crossed ruben mm. i gotta say when you're introducing christian there you had a little npr voice going on there man Did i i'm sorry i thought it's... i was driving in the car Ooh. relaxed sorry it's it's my first time doing a show again it's been it's been a while <laughs> it's been a minute hasn't it yeah it's been like a month ish three yeah, weeks ish. I, know. I missed i missed it yeah me too um, we got some housekeeping to go through. Uh, I finally did it, guys. This month's schedule is finally up on the website, and we'll be doing a lot of content. I have it in my journal. I bought I bought a planner so I could keep a better track. So I'm gonna follow along with you. Okay, cool. 
Okay. <laughs> good, good. Somebody to keep me, you know, in line. All right. I appreciate that, Christian. Thank you very much. What? I like the how fuck? in the notes here it says Ruben finally did it. You I don't just copied know what it's for because I like, just you, I, you had a big life event that just happened. Yeah. Shows back. It's just yeah. it doesn't. It's this was not really specific. I had done this before uh, the big life event. Um, well, you should tell everyone what your big life event is, man. My big life event uh, this Saturday. I had thrown my girlfriend a birthday party, and um, safe to say she's no longer my girlfriend, guys. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, that's Whoa. okay. Because she's my fiance, uh, I proposed. Whoa! What? Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Congratulations! Thank you very much. I'm next. You're next. You That's are. right. We got you. 2020, 2022 is your year. Get a pog in the chat. You know what? Actually, before you go through the schedule, I have one quick thing to say. Okay. I matched with this girl on Tinder. Uh huh. And we had a, a great flirty conversation for about three days, and then. We started getting into astrology because she's into it. She mm -hmm. asked about my three big houses, so I told her. Haven't heard a peep from her since. Three big. I don't houses. think she liked what she saw. What does that but, mean? Well, you can't use this astrology stuff. It's my, it's my weird. sun sign, my moon sign, and my rising. I don't think she was into it because it's yeah, silence. Oh, uh, a weird way to go. You should somewhere. call her out on it. Just be like, uh, no. listen. I understand if you, you could just say no. You know. Anyway. Whatever. Not that I understand it, but what are your three big house signs or whatever? <laughs> I'm a Scorpio sun, uh, Aries rising, uh, Cancer moon. Not that I believe in this, by the way. I just, uh, I'm a Slytherin, Hufflepuff, and I, I just don't know like how like, you wake up like, oh, just man, I don't want to deal with any Aquariuses or anybody <laughs> today. I don't have time for that kind of energy. We call that a no bones day. Ruben, what's the schedule? Um, this week, obviously we're doing Spider-Man No Way Home today. Uh, tomorrow we are doing Cobra Kai season four review, which is going to be epic as hell. People epic. like that karate kid, huh? Yeah. Real good. Real good. Real quiet. And, uh, Wednesday we are doing our Halo Infinite review, which, you know, we could still, we're still looking for people to submit their thoughts on this campaign. I heard a lot of people... In this, I guess chat room didn't like it, but well, yeah, I, I thought it was. Well, bad. we don't know what you thought. We'll save it for the show. I'm not going to be on the show. You can call in, dial Eric. in, dial. Okay, yeah, okay. Hi, long time caller, first time listener. Um, it's the first time calling. It, it's a joke. Never mind. Let's okay. move on. All ne right. Next part. All right. Anyway, and uh, Thursday. Attack on Titan is back, baby. So we're. How many more episodes left in the in the anime? I think there's yeah, too many. Sixteen. Sixteen. If I'm not correct, if I'm. How not many mistaken? episodes were in the first part? I think it was sixteen too. I think this was like episode seventy four. Seventy five. No, this one that just came out. It was seventy six. I mean, this is this is season four, right? It got broken up into two parts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How many episodes a movie was after. the first part? Uh, I'll tell you right now. Okay, so there's going to be a movie to end the whole thing? Yeah, I think just because it's it's way too long for uh, one episode. So I could be lying. It could not be 16 episodes. I'm going to say here now. Do I enjoy watching each episode of Attack on Titan? Sure. I look forward to the discourse. Is the show mid? 
I don't know. You have to wait and see on Thursday. Thank you. Well, I mean, have you already answer. seen the new episode? I saw it today. Hmm. And man, oh man, you have to wait. To I see started Golden Girls again. Yeah, so that's that's uh, fun. It's very heartbreaking. You're um, watching the wrong GG. I've watched enough of the other GG. So, <laughs> it was 15 say, indirectly. It was 15 episodes for the first part of season four. Okay. So I think another 10 episodes and probably a movie. We'll see. All right. We'll see. Six seasons and a movie. Yeah. Um. Uh. So like I said, we're looking for thoughts on, on anything of these topics for this week. So feel free to head to our speak pipe, speakpipe.com slash penultimate conquest to leave your thoughts. Please. I beg of you. Ro, I know you're thinking of one of these four topics. So just, just leave it, you know, just put it in the speech, uh, speak pipe. Um, we got some Marvel news this week, but I don't have it. Christian has it or has I do. some Did news. It- Okay, I do. I do. I do have the moral news. You ready? Go for it. <clears throat> As of today, Monday, January 10th, in this year of our Lord 2022, according to letterbox.com, presented by Neon in the 2021 review, I have here the highest rated films overall by genre and in other categories based on 168 million ratings cast by Letterboxd members in the year 2021. You rank these the best of the best. The number one movie. No, it's not from, start from the bottom. The number one movie, Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah! Woo! With, a four, with an average of 4.2 uh, ratings. Subsequently, number two was also Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 thrice upon a time with also a 4.2. Interesting. They don't less need logged. any more over there. They don't, even, they don't need logs. any more Evangelion. That's right. We'll, Travail, well, I'm talking to you. You don't need we'll any more. I need more Ava. You have enough mech stuff already, Travail. Speaking of Evangelion. Ooh. Who is that? It's Ray Ayanami. I have no okay. idea who that is. I've never seen an episode or anything of Evangelion. Eric, I'm not upset. I'm just disappointed, you know? We have made it clear I'm not the anime guy. Listen, you want me to get into sports? I'll watch football game if you watch one season of Evangelion. There's yeah, only but, one season. But then Travail <laughs> and Hugo are going to want me to talk about it i mean I you could know. just th- i don't know if i could deal with that you don't need to talk about it you could just say hey ruben i watched it and it was good or it was bad that's it you don't need to tell the whole world okay just tell me but i will need a synopsis of what happens in the show just in case I you don't expect that yeah. i hear it's hard to follow okay okay something about religion i don't even know no it's something about evangelians Gosh. Um, uh, I have the ad read here, but I don't know if I want to put this here. So we'll do it later. So yeah, we'll do the do show it later. Okay. All right. Um, before we get it, ooh, I was about to read the ad read. Um, all right, it's finally time. I have one more bit of news. I'll put it in there. Spider-Man: No Way Home is now the eighth highest-grossing movie of all time. Yes, which is wild. <laughs> Like uh, it's got. Let me make sure I got this right. It's the next one up. I think is Lion King. Let's take him down. 
Uh, hold up there. Hold Let's up. Which Lion down. King? Uh, the Favreau one, one, clearly, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wait, really? Yeah, Favreau one. Uh, the 94 version got 994 million, I think. Oh, um, wow. So the Favreau version's up top? Favreau version's higher. It made like $1.6 billion, dude. Oh, that's absurd. Like, it was, that was at like the height of like the Disney live live action stuff. Yeah, like Lion King was coming out there. So, yeah, so it needs another $121 million to overtake Lion King. Which it just opened in Japan. No Way Home just opened in Japan this we can past do this. weekend. So. We can do this. Well, hi, ourselves. And they've done all this without a Chinese release, Ruben, which is wild. Yeah. And you know the Chinese. That, okay, that is impressive. China has a very big movie market. Probably the biggest. And it's all thanks to the people that keep going to watch this movie, Christian. Go watch it again. I'm just saying. Yeah, once is enough. Hey, Christian's, listen, I might have COVID. I can't go again. <laughs> he has so many movies to watch. Yeah, this is true. That's true. Um, are we ready to get into our discussion? Whip, whip. Okay, let's do this. With a premiere date of December 17th, 2021, and a budget of $200 million, with a box office currently at $1.403 billion. Directed by John Watts and screenplay by Chris McKenna and Eric Summers. This movie was insane. Absolutely insane. That's all I'll say for now. Let's get into some initial thoughts. Eric. Hi. Hi. Do you want to? Hey, what's up? You want to give us your initial thoughts? On oh, this, uh, this is the best comic book movie of all time because they focus on the characters. Not so much really. Uh, I mean, the plot's important, but they focus really heavily on Peter Parker, which is the strongest part of this movie. Um, it is the best comic book movie of all time. Definitely the best Spider-Man movie of all time. Um, and yeah, they really, you know, looked at what makes Peter Parker, Peter Parker, like what makes him arguably the greatest fictional character of all time. One of the most beloved fictional characters of all time is because he is so damn selfless. Like he literally, this whole movie is him just wanting to help his friends out. That's what the crux of the movie is. He just wanted to help his two friends out, his family. It wasn't even about him. And of course, like once we get toward the end, he literally changed. Like he, oh my god, <laughs> he put all that responsibility on his shoulders because that's what Peter does. It's a double-edged sword, really. Like that, that responsibility, you know, is the reason why he does all this stuff. And I just think that, you know, they knocked it out of the park. I was I was kind of nervous going into this movie because, as we all know, uh, third Spider-Man movies don't really have a good track record because they get a lot of studio interference. And so they just told a really awesome story with this one. And I think that I like that. I mean, Doctor Strange and stuff is in it, but this kind of barely has any ties to the MCU, really. This is about Peter Parker, and that's why it's so good. Christian? <clears throat> Buckle up, everyone. For a few weeks, we have been podcasting about uh, the MCU Spider-Man, and I talked a lot of uh, ish about Tom Holland's Peter Parker. Right? I had issues with him, particularly the way John Watts portrayed him in like Homecoming. This just wasn't my kind of Spider-Man. Uh, legit, I'm a, I, I love Andrew Garfield's portrayal. There's issues with those movies, but I loved it, right? 
after coming out of No Way Home, I need to apologize to everyone working with the Tom Holland Spider-Man crew because this story got to where we wanted to go, where I wanted it to go in ways that like both like surprised me and made me feel and care about this character in ways I didn't know I would. Um, for me, Eric hit it uh, like the nail on the head. What makes it so fantastic is that it isn't just an MCU action movie. It's a drama about Peter Parker's life as much as it is action. All that stuff comes secondary. Everything is focusing on Peter. Um, and he's right because while the movie is huge in scope, there's tons of players in the movie. There's Doctor Strange. There's the, the villains from the previous Spider-Man movies. Even though it is huge in scope and we're dealing with stuff from the metaverse, it never fails to maintain that this is a clear, contained, focused film about trying to be a good person and learning how to be a good person. The fact that No Way Home recontextualizes the entire trilogy into one big origin story, amazing. No Way Home manages to crack my top 10 for the year 2021. Whoa! What's it at? What number? Do you want to know? Yeah. Yeah, find out next month. Oh, okay. Oh, All right. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's we fair. should also preface our thoughts that we tried podcasting about this movie last month. Yeah, it didn't work. It didn't work. I wish we wrote down our thought. Uh, you know, our thoughts. Hey, That's I okay. have mine. Yeah, but we had some good stuff going. I guess we'll never. Yeah, give an A, a B, and a C take, Ruben. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's. To no surprise that this is probably the, my favorite movie of all time. Uh, I'm sorry, Interstellar, you just got knocked down and you can't get up again. All right. Um, yeah, this is a, a perfect movie. I think it brings some nostalgia with uh, obviously the previous Spider-Man coming, uh, but it manages to focus on the main character, which is kind of important. Obviously, because, you know, we've had people say in the past that, hey, you know, like this Spider-Man is not really Spider-Man. He's more of Iron Man Jr., which is fine. Like, I get what you're saying, but it brings us to the point, like Christian said, like it manages to turn a trilogy of a movie into an origin story for what we know Peter Parker to be. And I am so happy that they fucking got this right. So happy. John Watts, um, you know, we had some disagreements in the, the, the writing room, but, you know, I'm a big enough man to say that you were right. I was wrong. Okay. Uh, I'm still waiting for my check, by the way, so you could just send that my way. That'd be great. Let the record show that Ruben was indeed referencing his campaign that Tobey Maguire was going to be Uncle Ben, which... He got me. He sold me. I, I wanted him to be right, but what we got was, Listen, was pretty good. What we got was pretty good. I, I, I will admit that, and I'm okay with it. Um, but we're going to get back to that later, Christian, about my me being wrong about my theory. I'm okay with it, but we'll, we'll bring that back up later. Um, yeah. So um, should we just jump right in? Yeah. You take us where we got to go, Mr. Host. Okay. Um, obviously, I guess before we get into anything, we will not be holding back. So it's spoiler <laughs> starts now. <laughs> it's been almost a month. People have seen it, I think. Well, yeah. you'd be surprised, Christian. You'd be surprised. So mm. one more time, mm. I'm just going to spoilers ahead, spoilers ahead, spoilers ahead. 
All right. I like when you throw that graphic up, by the way. It's always, it's always cool. Thank you. It's a pretty nice graphic. <clears throat> One of the first ones I actually made. Very, very proud of that. Um, so, Christian, you have a bunch of notes here. So, I think we should just... I do. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was supposed to put notes in here because I was supposed to watch it again, but then I got COVID and then I couldn't go see it again. So, let's just piggyback off of your notes if that's okay. Yeah. Also, I want to ask, how many times have you guys seen it? I've only seen it twice. I have seen it twice. Okay. Yeah. And, and me just the one time? Mm-hmm. One time. Okay. Here, Okay, here's the one thing Mara's talking about, like, that we actually talked about. Like, the only thing we actually kind of got to before the spoiler stuff, which is the very beginning. The movie starts with... Um, it starts right where Far From Home ended, which is Peter's identity being revealed. Um, I remember Eric having a different read on this scene than me so i'll just start with my own my own read of the scene and this is all credit to, to what ruben was talking about last, last time we tried podcasting about this which is michael giancina's score phenomenal work it, it was so good like the way giancino sets the tone throughout the entire movie is awesome because it feels almost like adventure-esque but everything has like this like subtle undertone of like a little bit of like dread and like tensity to it so in the beginning when like Peter is freaking out that everyone knows who he is. Zendaya is like on the floor and there's like a whole crowd of people surrounding her. And, she, and, she, and they're like, you know, you know who Spider-Man is? Like, and like Peter picks him up and he's like nervous and he's freaking out and he's like calling Ned. Like I was nervous during that. Like I felt like anxious and I didn't know what kind of ride I was getting into. That's just not like the acting, but it's also the score working in, in, in intertwined with that acting. I thought it was so good. Yeah, see, like, we you talked about how I had a different read. So I, obviously, this is a super serious moment. But I feel as though, obviously, the movie gets darker and darker as it goes along. But, I like, the, the score in the beginning, it was kind of fun, upbeat for me. I was like, we have this super serious moment, but, it, I mean, you know, it's still Spider-Man. Okay, like, this is still a teenage kid, like, oh, my God. Um, and, like, when he's talking with Ned on his phone, like, dude, dude, dude. And then, you know, like, there are, even though some people are upset, people are, like, waving at him, like, hey, Spiny, and stuff like that. And I felt as though it was the fun kind of hectic, I think. Like, I don't hmm. think that, I think it was like, oh, man, this is interesting. Let's see how this goes. And, but yeah, that this just goes back to, um, I can never pronounce his name. You just said it, and I forget Michael how to pronounce Gincino. it. Gincino? Gincino, okay. Like, I remember the Doctor Strange music in this one more than I do the actual Doctor Strange music from the movie. Like, I wow. can distinctly hear the um, Doctor Strange music in my head now. Uh, it was so good. Like, and especially like when it hits towards the end, when he puts in, you know, Toby and Andrew's score oh. into this. Oh, it was so so good. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, it's it's great. Like that that. That opening scene really is just it. This is going to be a fun, interesting ride. So, I have two more questions for both of you because okay. I forgot to ask it before. Go ahead. One, how was it on rewatch? And two, I f- I forget what everyone's like first time watches was. Uh, Ruben, you want to go first? Uh, rewatching it, it was great seeing it. Uh, you know, people spazzing out at like. But Toby and Andrew being brought in it was great because I was like, oh, here it comes, here it comes. And just people fucking flipping out like, fuck yeah! 
when Andrew comes in. You know, Christian, I owe you an apology. I have said on the show that Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man is a horrendous take. But after this movie, you know, I'm going to have to apologize for that. He, it's, he, he's perfect. I'm over here crying. He's, he's fucking perfect. So You really should give The Amazing Spider-Man 2 a try. Listen, like I finally got puts it. puts his heart into that role. I finally got it. So I, it's in a box. Once I move, okay. I'll set up a TV and I'll, I'll uh, watch him. Uh, what was the second question? I'm sorry. <laughs> Your first time watching? The, like the opening night? Yeah. Did you go opening it? I don't even know. I went on Friday. So, yeah. So, uh, okay. Uh, kind of opening night. Sure. Uh, it was great. It was, uh, you know, the auditorium was packed with people, of course. And everybody was like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen here. Who's going to show up in this movie besides everybody we've already seen? Everybody flipped out on that fucking Char- Charlie Cox where he just grabs the brick. And we're like, holy shit, finally, it's he, he's finally here. And then a couple days later, I guess, we get, uh, what was it, in uh, Hawkeye, spoilers for Hawkeye, we get Vincent D'Onofrio coming back. And I'm like, perfect, perfect. Um, yeah, it was it was perfect. Everything was, uh, everything was perfect. You hear they're bringing the Daredevil and Punisher writers for the Echo show, right? Yep. Oh, I didn't yep. know that. Found out today. Hmm. Interesting. Which means there's a good chance Daredevil, inshallah, might be an echo. That'd be that'd be great. So I heard a rumor actually that uh, Punisher is gonna be showing up in Armor Wars. I think John, if I remember correctly, all too. Mm-hmm. I could have swore he said like it has to be done right. I think for him because you know this is a. How, how do you MCUify the Punisher in this sense? Because this is very brutal. Yeah. And so I don't know how you put your foot off the gas for that character. Because um, this, I mean, obviously this whole thing is violence. So yeah. I, I, that, I think that needs to be done more delicately than Daredevil. Okay. My, that's why I think I just think Punisher needs to be handled a little bit differently. Okay, that's fair. I mean, if he shows up in our wars, that's great. I like John Berthnall as Punisher. That literally is a perfect casting. Yeah. Um, but to, to answer your question, um, do y'all remember? I had the special honor of having one Michael Papajohn in my theater when I saw it. Oh. And if you don't know who that is, he is the guy, actor who played Uncle Ben's quote-unquote killer in the Raimi trilogy. And it was just like, oh! God, we had some Spider-Man soul uh, for our theater. I, it was it was packed. Uh, everyone was cheering like from the um, start when Matt, you know, when you see the cane, that's when like the first big cheer started. Like when Green oh. Goblin came out, people started losing their mind. Obviously, like when Andrew came out, people were hooting and hollering. When Toby came out, everyone was just screaming. Um, it was just a great time. Because I haven't had this, obviously, since Endgame, really. Because, like, I mean, Rise of Skywalker was there. Rise of Skywalker was, you know, Rise of Skywalker. Uh, but I haven't had, like, a moment. I haven't had a movie in about two years where everyone was there for, like, a collective, you know, it was a collective experience. Like, everyone was there enjoying this thing. And that's what makes it so much better. So, obviously, there's the crowd out there that, like, hey, don't clap, do anything in the movie. You're ruining the movie. I just think that everyone is there 
to enjoy this together. And I think that's what makes these movies, the big movies, the big popcorn movies so special is that they mean a lot to a lot of people and you get a, a shared, you know, collective experience. I think it's great. Um, second time watching it, it was, it was better because it was not as many people in there uh, with my buddies. Um, and it was good. Like I, I knew the beats were coming and I think like the first time I got to experience it, just like, Oh my God, just experience all the emotion, and everything. And the second time it was much more so like, all right, let me see if I missed anything. And I actually appreciate the movie more on a technical level. And I really like got to, you know, watch the performances better rather than just being caught up in the story. Um, so yeah, uh, the rewatch was great. Um, so yeah. I think no way home was probably my favorite movie experience. Like being uh, like of 2021, like it was awesome. I'm sure like your guys' first times, like yep. that energy in the room, it's it's harder to replicate, yeah. especially going like on a Thursday night when everyone's like, we have no idea what we're getting into. And I distinctly remember like so many people like on the edge of their seats, like when certain scenes were happening. They're, OK, I'll just we're in spoiler territory, so it doesn't matter. Like when Ned opens up the portal for like, show me uh, Peter Parker. And you can tell it's like, that's that's not Tom Holland. Yeah. And it's the first time it's like he's like walking over and everyone in the theater was like, oh, and then like Andrew pops up and it's like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, I, I didn't know if it was going to be real or not. Like there was Andrew Garfield, like fucking guy the whole time. He's like, I'm not in it. Stop asking me. Yeah. He's in it. And he's an Oscar for all that press denial. I know, dude. Uh, but also which, like, he just picked up a Golden Globe yesterday, which is awesome for Tick, Tick, Boom. So congrats, Andrew Garfield. Uh, but like Eric mentioned, one of my I think my favorite moment was. I don't know. This movie like moves so quickly. When that cane hits the floor, it just like wakes you up, and then it just quickly moves to a shot of fucking Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock, and it's like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Because like that week before, Kevin Feige was like, yeah, we rehired a uh, Charlie, Charlie Cox, Cox, or we we recasted him as as Daredevil. Like when he comes back, who knows? And it's like, ah, come on, Feige. Like we just don't <laughs> like you know he's coming back in one of these upcoming projects. We just didn't know which one, and it was a no way home. And I Fantastic. called it. I called it. You did. I did. You did. You did. I did. Shout out to Toby and Andrew for going to see No Way Home together on like. I saw that. Oh, the rhythm, that's awesome. <laughs> Perfect. That's cute. Um, I I'll ask, what was everyone's favorite scene in the movie? Like single moment. If it helps, I will start. Uh, my favorite is the rooftop scene when you know right after Aunt May died. Mm-hmm. And Andrew and Toby talked to um, Tom. Yep. Well, Peter talked to Peter and Peter. So uh, that scene right there with them talking about what's going on, especially like Andrew Garfield, uh, Peter talking about how dark he got after Gwen passed. And I, I think that I think that was really good. That's probably my favorite scene in the movie. Ruben. Uh, it's any time Peter one, Peter two, and Peter three are on screen. <laughs> All of them are perfect, especially where uh, <laughs> where Toby's like, you guys can't do that with his organic webs. It was perfect. I that I didn't expect that to pop up into the the film, but I'm so glad that it did. And Andrew's like, well, he's very curious as to like how else how it fucking works, and he's just like, I don't want to pry, but like. 
Does it come out of anywhere else? Anyway. <laughs> oh, man. The, the scene where they're talking on um, the Statue of Liberty, and he's like, I don't want to brag, but I was in the Avengers. And they are both clueless. What's That's that? crazy. What's the Avengers? <laughs> and then Toby has to bring it back on track. How is this helping us? Um, yeah. there was something that I noticed that somebody pointed out on TikTok where they're swing, they're finally in sync. They're swinging off of each other. Mm-hmm. And I saw that. You I never noticed? Like, I didn't notice it. Yeah. I, and it was just, oh my God. So is that cool. one where like Tom is pulling yep. both of them at the same, oh, it's yeah. so good. And, um, it's all perfect. It's all perfect. <laughs> Christian, what about I you? you? I give you top three. Top three. Number okay. number starting with number three, uh, all three Peters uh, in uh, the high school in their little lab coats, like working together. Mm-hmm. That was incredible. That to me, I went to sleep that night. I woke up the next morning. Was like, was that movie real? Was this? Mm-hmm. A, did I dream this? It felt like a fever dream of a movie, but it's fantastic. I I, I did like the the Peter. Yes, yes, Parker. That's that's also our <laughs> yeah. last name too. Or when Andrew asked if Toby, like, are you gonna, you know. Who dressed as like the cool youth pastor? The whole time, <laughs> <or anything? laughs> okay. Um, number two of of course, uh, Andrew Garfield, um, grabbing Mary Jane, and then the look on his face is just like sad. Like he's happy that he it's it's both sad because you can tell he's thinking about Gwen, but also happy that he was able to like save this like Tom Holland's Mary Jane, mm-hmm. and then of course Mary Jane asking him like, "Are you okay?" Like that mm-hmm. that just got me. That that like. As a fan of the Amazing Spider-Man movies, like that was a, a an awesome moment. And people who didn't like his movies feel like that redeemed Andrew. So like yeah. that's a big big win for for the Garfield fans. Uh, and number one, of course, just anytime Charlie Cox is on screen, that man's awesome. Him catching the brick, and <laughs> how'd you do that? I'm a really good lawyer. <laughs> Fantastic. Dude. Fan fucking tasking. Also, uh, shout out to Ned uh, asking. Um, Toby, like, what happened to your best friend? Oh, he turned into a supervillain and tried to kill me. And that's when he died in my arms. <laughs> and then him just, like, reassuring Tom, like, don't worry, I will never turn into a supervillain. I promise you. See, that's that's funny, because Ned Leeds is actually the Hobgoblin yep. in the comics. So yep. I thought that was, and he was wearing was the big. Hobgoblin colors this, this mm-hmm. whole movie, which was crazy. Real crazy. Um... Christian, I want to jump to this that I see here in your notes. That, uh, but, 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 where is it? Where, is where it? are you looking? Uh, hold on. Give me one second. Give me one second. You have a theory here that you don't think Ned and MJ will return. Let's, can we save theories for the end? Because there, there's yeah. still a lot of stuff that I, I want to okay. touch on before we get there. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think in order for us to, because I want to talk about Aunt May and we got to talk about Doctor Strange a little bit. But before we have we do that, we have to talk about the villains. Yeah. And we can start anywhere, but obviously the big one we got to talk about is is Willem Dafoe. Uh, everyone on Twitter deifying this man as one of the best Spider-Man villains we've ever seen on screen, uh, agree- agreeably by a lot of people, because Goblin gave Peter that fucking work in this movie. It is awesome the way this movie had that sense of dread with just Peter's like uh, uh, spider sense. Like that scene in the apartment where it's just like a close up of him as he's moving through like the apartment. That sense of movement was one fantastic because it made me uncomfortable. You can tell that 
Peter is like content something's wrong. But then Defoe switching to that goblin mode and just giving him that work through the like suplexing Spider-Man through like three stories. Are you kidding me? And the fact that Defoe was like, if I come back to do this, I want to be pushing myself to do these stunts. There's no other way I'm going to, I'm, I'm like, I, I won't do it otherwise. Amazing. He's got that line strong enough to take it all too weak to take it. Boom. Amazing. I also want to uh, like shout out to Tom Holland, like selling that, that uh, scene where he, his spider sense is going off. Sorry. His finger, Peter Tingle. That's what it we, we can call it. Spider sense. No, it's... we're calling it Peter Tingle. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, like that scene in and of itself showed me like how, you know, we've seen his Peter Tingle like go off, <laughs> go off in other movies, but like this is where it showed like the most like holy shit, this is insane. Like he literally was, too. He was able to sense that fucking Green Goblin's persona was coming back to haunt him. Oh my god. Shout out to the sound editing team for that one too. Like yes. it was so fucking good yeah. how like they were able to create that sense of dread. Just like from the On instant Thomas was like, Hold up. And I like how it wasn't just like usually like with Spider Sense, it's like, oh shit, bullets coming at me, get out of the way. Yep. No, this one like I like how this one was more like the spider sense was more because he's in the room with Willem <laughs> he's in the room with Goblin doing it. Yeah. And then it's just like he walks out. And like you can see, like as it's going, the way uh, Willem walks to where like his break, uh, um, on the set, and it's just like he's got like that face of just like, all right, here it comes, and I, I thought that was really great. Like you could see. As... It... Hmm? No, sorry, go ahead, and I'll, I'll jump in after. No, it's just well, I just really like that because like you like as I'm doing the rewatch. So I, I know this is the the spider sense goblin scene and i'm just like watching everything else and like i didn't notice the first time when willem walks past peter like he's got like a face of like not curiosity or anything like he's like getting ready yep to do something bad and i thought that was really good as you were talking because the way that scene is portrayed it's, i because i watched uh in preparation i watched all the mcguire movies and, and then all the garfield movies as well um Made me think of two things. In Spider-Man 2, there's one scene where, like, Peter can feel something's wrong. And then, like, it's got that same look that Tom Holland has. And then, like, the camera moves, like, through New York. And then it goes up onto, like, a building. And then it goes into um, Dr. Octopus's sunglasses. So that happens in that movie. And The Amazing Spider-Man 2, I won't spoil it, I guess, for Ruben's case. Like, Electro is coming to a place. Yeah, and I Peter's know. talking. And he, he, like, looks away. And he, like has that same face like oh something is forthcoming that sense of dread and he's like looking towards like that that direction and i got the same those same vibes like during this scene so i don't know just i guess an homage to just spider-man in general those those spider sense i like how that scene basically everyone with anxiety has spider sense just it's not uh you know tuned up yet yeah i have spider sense every day something is about to happen bad (laughs) (laughs) How did you guys feel about the rest of the villains? What's so great about these villains, especially the Raimi ones, is that the I saw this, I forget who put it, and I read this article about something. The their villain persona is just a manifestation of themselves. 
Like it's not like they turn into a lizard or something mm. like that. Like Green Goblin, Norman, you know, he's trying to live two lives, like being a good dad, being a businessman, like that kind of split time where he tries to do wow. there's there's the goblin right there. Like that there's the Norman side, there's the goblin side right there. And then Doc Ock is just, you know, a brilliant scientist and you know his experiment like literally scientific reason why the chip like why stuff isn't working it's not like he became some freak monster or something like there was literally a reason why he became this and like his whole thing in the movie is just i want to the power of sun upon my hand that's all i want it was just on a bigger scale it's not like you know electro got bit by all those eels and just became a monster and so I think that really helped with this one. And then, like, Sandman was just trying to be there for his daughter. And uh, he's trying to be, t- like, you know, prison, trying to be all these places at once. And now he's sand. And so I-, I think these are just people, and that's why it's so great in this movie. Peter is not trying to punch them at first. Well, Doc Ock, he's trying to punch them. He's trying to help them. Like, that's the main thing. That That is a very Peter Parker thing. He literally is just trying to help these guys. Before they go home. Now, granted, it took some pushing from Aunt May, but yes. that's what that's what's so great about it. Like when Peter has these problems, he can go to Aunt May, typically, and she helps him out, and then he realizes that his responsibility to do so. And I like that. You know, he challenges one of the most powerful person in the universe because he just wants to help people, and I think that really shows how strong. I know we were talking about villains here, but I think that's what's so great about it. It's just. They're normal guys. Something happened to them. Just trying to get home. Now, granted, some of them a little more evil than others. But God, Willem Dafoe is the best Spider-Man villain. It's not even close. <laughs> For the longest time, I used to think that it, maybe Alfred Molina was like better. Like I guess post Raimi films, I always thought like uh, Alfred Molina was just the better villain. But after this movie, they're for me they're tied. Yeah, they're both good. Yeah, like, oh my god. Um, the villains. I did have somebody pointed this out to me. I think it probably was a TikTok video, or maybe it was CBR.com. Somebody had to point it out and ruin it. Um, everybody was great in this movie, but there's one flaw. That Jamie Foxx, his Electro, didn't know that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. There's there's a there's a video where they kind of got around it. Okay. There was a reasoning why. All right. I mean, I, I still love it. it. I st- I still love the the scene where uh, at the end where he's like, I kind of thought you were a black guy. <laughs> that that was a, great. I got a big cheer. Yeah. In my theater yeah. when he said yeah. that. Because he's got that great line where, like, there's got you know, multiverses, there's got to be a black Spider Man somewhere. Yep. Amazing. Also, Ruben, if you want the answers, go watch Amazing Spider Man 2. Okay. All right. I, again, it's, it's, it's going to happen. I'm giving him a second chance after this. Okay. You want to keep going great, through it? There's a lot of great parts to that movie, Ruben. Okay. It's just some of them aren't executed that well. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to keep going, going through my notes? Because there's something I want to bring up here. Yeah. Go for it. Okay, I'm glad we brought up Aunt May. Before we discuss her, 
Here's a word from our sponsors. Oh, am I doing that? Oh, I'm reading it. I'm reading it. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Buzzsprout. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, which is why we've partnered up with Buzzsprout to help you succeed. I know. I use Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major plot podcast platform, so join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. You'll get a great-looking podcast website, audio players that you drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and more. Follow the link in the description below to get uh, below. Let's Buzzsprout know we sent you. Gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan and helps support our show. Thank you so much, Buzzsprout. Appreciate it. Okay. Where was I? Am I MA? Yes. Thank you. I'm glad uh, Eric brought up Aunt May because I, I, I used to have beef with the way Aunt May was portrayed in, in the first two MCU movies. Like, she's, Marissa Tomei is fantastic, but my, her Aunt May looked a little bit left to be desired. In this movie, complete turnaround for me. And it goes back to what I was saying earlier about like the movie being contained, even though like Doctor Strange is in it and like he's providing the tools for what makes this movie be a lot bigger than it is on scale. It's still very much focused in Aunt May trying to be like, Peter, you remember like you have to be a good person. Like Peter is doing what he's doing because of what Aunt May tells him to do, which is like your job is to help these people because you can. Right. You have to learn how to be good. And like that's the theme of the whole movie. And she has, obviously, like, the biggest thing is that she gets to be the Uncle Ben figure, finally, when she has that line, with great power comes great responsibility. Did your, did your theater pop for that as well? Yeah, of course. There's a lot of clapping, yeah. yep. That was amazing. Um, so, uh, eventually, when we get to her, her sacrifice, like, it, everything that she said in this movie resonates so hard, not just with Peter Parker, because of who he ends up being, but, like, with me. With, like, her theme of trying to be a good person and helping people. I don't know that that sacrifice, like that whole scene, fuck it, it kind of hit me. Yeah, it fucked me out real hard. I was crying. Poor happy dude. Both. Yeah, just a brutal scene. Just leading up to it, he get like Peter's getting his ass spanked by Goblin, and then he has to go into you know losing his family in that time, and it's just and the way it happened. Oh, oh, terrible, tragic, absolutely tragic. Because I was rewatching it the second time. I think she gets stabbed by the glider. Yeah. And I think that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's not the pumpkin bomb. She gets like hit by the glider as oh, it's coming shit. in. Yep. I thought it was the bomb. No. I mean, no one's hit the one time. I mean, the bomb made it worse, but yeah, she gets hit by the glider. I feel like if the, the uh, if he had taken out the bomb before it exploded, like if he had uh, web swung it back outside, it would have helped her survive but i think it just made it worse um i want to talk about that scene with uh where peter finally turns on i wouldn't say turn on but like turns on dr strange and he's actually like i have to save these villains yes the it just shows you how much of a great fucking person peter parker is like strange is like listen man it it is what it is like they're going to die whether or not you save them which i would like to get back to that just to 
just to see what we think. But um, it's it just I just love that Peter's just trying to be a pure fucking person and help these people, even though like he knows they've done wrong. He's just fucking trying to help these people. It's like a scene. It's like a thing when Infinity War also, where like you know, Vision realizes, "Hey, I have sacrificed myself." Okay, like if I don't do this, billions and trillions of people are going to die. And then uh, Cap in that movie was like, "We don't trade lives. We don't do that." Like Captain America is literally doing all this to save one person. Yep. And so Peter, like Doctor Strange, gets him the stuff where it's like, "Hey, look, if they don't die or they don't go back and suffer their fate." all these people are going to come in and more people are going to die. Like this is to save so many other universes and worlds out there. And Peter <laughs> jeopardizes all that. Cause he just wants to save five dudes. And I think that's that the similarities between Captain America and Peter. Uh, that's, that's what I got at least like they literally are risking universes to save yeah. a person. Whether or so. not they've done wrong, it's, they could still, you could still change who they are. Fucking and like, hard. not just on a like thematic level, but just like on a fan service level, that scene rocks for two reasons. One, seeing Peter Parker's like literal spider sense around him, which is like yeah. just cool to look at. Like, the fact that like this? Peter like isn't even in his body, and his body is yet still moving to avoid Doctor Strange. Like that's just subjectively objectively amazing but two the mirror dimension being just geometry and peter outsmarting doctor strange with math that is the spider-man that i love to see in like any kind of like there's like a one-off line in um the spider-man ps4 game when he's talking to miles in the dlc and he's like yeah i'm calculating physics every time i'm like i'm swinging this is why like going to school is so important like that one throwaway line tells me so much about spider-man and like having that same kind of feeling when just Peter's like geometry and he like just thinks through the through the mirror dimension and just boom, it defeats Strange just like that, ties him up, leaves him there. Mwah. Cinematic porno. Um I wanted to bring up this listener question before we continue into our stuff. Maybe this We have a listener question? Yeah, we have a listener From question. From who? Um uh, some guy named Dan. Christian where can we where can people ask questions uh you can go to speakpipe.com slash penultimate conquest to leave us a question slash thought and we'll bring it up on the show and we'll discuss um this one is from dan i i feel like christian knows this guy i don't really know who this guy is but we'll see never heard of him mm. hey what's up this is dan is dtm uh i just wanted to drop my spider-man thoughts uh like Spider-Man No Way Home is for me the quintessential Spider-Man movie. It's literally the culmination of nearly two decades worth of Spider-Man. Insane. Uh, I can't even think uh, of a movie that has better fan service than this movie has. And like moments like the one where Andrew, Tom, and Toby Spider-Man are all swinging literally off of one another just blew my mind. I absolutely love that. And also like after that sequence when they come to their landing and each of them oh. use their own signature landing pose 
that's that's absolute perfection and i love that they paid attention to those small details for each of them uh and you add to that a beautifully told story with real consequences and you get a movie that is in my top three movies of all time the the only thing that i'd like to see in the future from spider-man is a live action miles morales uh, obviously, we have Into the Spider Verse, which is fantastic, but I would like to see that you know portrayed in a, a live action ma- manner, and possibly have him there for Peter to to pass the torch to him in the future. Um, so I think that would be great. Thanks for taking my comment. See it. So hey, what's up? This is sorry. Um, one it's thing back. I wanted to point out that uh, the the scene that he was talking about where they do the all their poses. Tom does a Spider-Man PS4 pose. Yeah, from when he lands on the helicopter. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, that's pretty cool. I like that. He also did the PS4 move when he flips Goblin up in the air and swings him down. He also does the PS4 move. Oh, really? In the beginning of uh, Spider-Man PS4 is the ending of this movie. I mean, let's be real. Spider-Man PS4 was the blueprint for No Way Home. Mm-hmm. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Um, yeah. He, he, uh, like, Dan, is that his name? Dan? Yes. Yeah, Dan. Dan. Forget, sorry. Uh, short-term memory loss right there. Um, he makes a good point that I actually want to bring up. Uh, fan service. I think, uh, like, fan service is obviously a very slippery slope. Okay. Like, obviously, you can go very good, very get, very bad. I think it works here because they're not used to just like, hey, look, it's there. They're there. They're you. They're there. Like, Toby and Andrew are there to literally help Peter. Yep. Tom like they're 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 like hey you're going through a lot right now literally your aunt just died in front of you we are here to help like obviously listen to our story right here this is what happened to us they're not there to just be like hey we're here to help save the day no we're we're here to help you man yes we've been through this and then obviously the villains coming in uh that just goes into the story of what makes Peter Parker Peter Parker like they're there it's obviously very fun to watch these villains come back and everything but it's also he, he also mentioned like this is also very much a celebration of the last twenty years of Spider Man. And I think it, it was very, very nicely done. It's not hey, what's your last name? Uh, Skywalker. Okay. All right, cool. Whatever. <laughs> um But I I he makes a lot of good excuse me, good comments there. And I think that uh that's what works about this movie. Like, it's just a super solid movie with a lot of heart. Yeah, because on the surface level, it's cool that we're getting villains from all the Spider-Man movies we grew up with, right? It's cool that we're getting the Spider-Man back that we, like, know and love. But the fact that, like, the like the movie makers, John Watts, the whole team, doesn't forget that, like, everything there should be in service of the theme of, the like, the story that we're trying to tell, like, the, the message that we, like, want to leave Peter off. The fact that, like, that's always, like, the, the goal for, like, for this movie. I think that's what, yeah. Why, why the fan service works so well. I have to agree. Which is wild that they originally wanted to do Craven the Hunter before Ugh. all the multiverse stuff. Yeah. It would have been weird. It worked out. It worked yeah, out. Absolutely. One thing I forgot to bring up uh, real quick was like the very beginning, like the opening like 20 minutes before we even get into the multiverse stuff. We, like some of my favorite things about like about No Way Home, um, which is like Peter trying to accept the fact that like he's just outed as a superhero now like they're like he's just trying to live his life as as peter parker and, and it just goes back to what we talk about this movie like why it's so good it's a, it's peter first and spider second and like how how those two things just 
can't be like not even in, in other multiverses like there's always going to be some kind of trauma and, and friction there and peter trying to uh, attain that sense of normalcy while being outed is so good he's like desperate to hang on to to not just his life but his life with the people he cares about happy ned um and mj and emma you and i you and i talked about it last time i think we also both appreciate the fact that when he's spider-man he's masked off like he had his mask off most of the time, so you can actually just see Peter's face throughout the whole hmm. thing. And yeah. so I really like that. And it was also kind of weird, because obviously I'm not used to a story where everyone knows Peter Parker or Spider-Man, where he just like is on the bridge. Like, All right, let me suit up real quick. Oh my God, Peter, there's that. Oh, that's right. People know who you are now. Or when he just like web swings into MJ's workplace, and it's like, what? <laughs> Man, yeah, he's, right? he's got no fucks right now. No fucks given. Uh, and, and also, and also... What sets off the like the, the events of this story is not the Spider-Man stuff. I mean, kind of it's related, but it's it's literally uh, the Peter stuff, which is I can't get I can get into MIT. More importantly, my friends can get in, into MIT. Let's see how I can fix this. You know, if he just calls the place and just makes his case and stuff. Yeah, we I said this during the last podcast. That scene resonated so much because I would have never called either. <laughs> yeah, I would have taken it for a word. Like, oh damn, exactly. I guess I'm not in MIT. There's nothing I can do. Exactly. I would have been like, oh, well, this is this is law. I guess I can't do anything about it. Yeah. 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 Shout out to Wong, the true Sorcerer Supreme right now. Yes. Oh Go, buddy. On I mean, a technicality. I think, uh, I don't know, maybe Steven will take it back. Or maybe Steven just does his own thing in Multiverse. Where it's like, you know what? Just call on me when you need me. Yeah. I don't need to be Sorcerer Supreme anymore. Well, real quick, Ruben, is Eric delayed on your screen? He is. I was just going to ask you that question as well. Eric, I do turn seem off a little your, delayed. Turn off your camera and turn it back on again. Let's see what happens. Yeah, that'll fix it. Um, who are? There you go. Uh, before what, okay, what were you just? I was going to say before we get into climax stuff. There's a bunch of stuff that I want to like quickly mention if that's cool as well. Go for it. Um, the nanotech overtaking uh, auto i know people called that out like people were like theorizing that that's going to happen and i remember like being like uh that's like, like not, that's that's the mcu of flying stuff i didn't like it and then it happens in the movie and it's like you know what this makes sense with like what's happening like i, I actually like really enjoyed it i thought i thought it was pretty awesome i don't know if you know this christian but i'm somewhat of a scientist myself oh my god that was the third loudest cheer in the movie that was <laughs> i don't know I, why I, it's so. Well, you don't know why it was the third loudest cheer, man. Yeah, I mean, I remember it from the movie, but like, I don't know why it was the third loudest cheer. It is a top tier meme. Okay. First off, I think it's been meme for the last twenty years. Okay. And okay. so when and like he just nonchalantly is just like leaning against the wall as he says it, which is so good. You know, I'm something of. It's like what? Yeah. So good. That's the fan service stuff that was just fun. Yeah, you know, this movie's so funny too. It's also very funny. It still has that John Watts homecoming and far from home humor. Yeah, which is really good too. It doesn't lose that. It's just like, oh my god, it's just like a mutant tree. No man, it's just a tree. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, (laughs) that was really good. Um, I also like. uh, Well, you know. You're pretty talented. If you don't mind, you know, traveling through universes, you, you might have a job at Oscorp. Which That's is really nice. Fucking oh, cool yeah. As cool as hell. I actually forgot about probably the most I, 
iconic scene for me. I know I had a favorite scene, but I think the one that really defines who Spider-Man is in this is right after Aunt May dies and he is in the rain looking at the billboard of JJ talking. Oh. Because obviously we know like Spider-Man literally so much crap happens to him. Obviously, like in the comics and stuff, he's everyday man. He's got to worry about rent, you know, school, his relationships and stuff. And I think it was really distilled in that where it's just like he literally is trying to do the right thing all the time. And Mm. everyone still hates him. Everyone still doesn't like him, and he just lost his only family figure, and JJ is talking about, like, especially when it's like, when will people learn that everywhere Spider-Man goes, destruction happens? And I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I, 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 that was one of the mo- mo- moments I cried a lot, because that really is who Spider-Man is, because he, he did all that, and then he still gets up and goes and saves the day. Yeah. And I think, like, especially, like, the way how that shot, like, I know it was probably on a green screen or something, but, like, having the camera be, like, way behind Peter and just, like, looking up, like, mm-hmm. JJ's face talking about how bad Spider-Man is, is just filling up the whole screen. It was just, oh. No, it, it, so it looked good. good. And you're right. Like, that scene hurts because, like, what JJ says is pretty much true. Like, and despite that, Spider-Man still always ends up suiting up because, like, that's his job. That's what he does. Like, he he has to because he can. Like, he's the only one who can. Shout out to JJ um, being the sixth person in the Sinister Sticks, you know? <laughs> Not the JJ's his own villain. He's a, he's a triple S tier Spider-Man villain. Yeah. Uh, further, I guess, on what Eric just brought up, right after that scene, when uh, they have to find where like Tom Holland is um, and he's like on the rooftop of, of the school. I like that scene so much, obviously because I wanted to see the three Spider-Man interact for the first time, but because it took it, it took, they, they took their time to do that. Obviously all four of them uh, show up together, the two Spider-Man, MJ and Ned. But first and foremost, like it, it has to remember that this is a story about like Peter's life. And so the people that are important to Peter get to interact with him first and console Peter on Aunt May's death first. Like, we spend time seeing MJ and Ned hold Peter as Peter's crying. And then Ned gets to grieve, uh, grieve al- alongside Peter because Ned also had a relationship with Aunt May. And like the fact that, like, you know, we needed to. Oh, look at you. It's, it's it came in. Good. It finally that came looks in. so good. It finally came in. Uh, I'm also going to turn this into a canvas, so I gotta take a, uh, I gotta scan it somehow, and figure out how to scan it. I guess. Just FedEx now. should be able to scan it for you. They they do. My girlfriend works for. Sorry, my, my girlfriend, my fiance works for FedEx. Nice. And there you go. She was like, "No, you need to scan it. It'll if you do it this way. Like if I bring a digital copy, I guess it'll be crisper and cleaner. I guess. So." Hmm. Yeah, he proposes to his girlfriend after he gets the poster. Because I know, he's right? Going to scan. Yes, that was the <laughs> plan all along. I think those are all the all the stuff I wanted to bring up: the MIT stuff, the nanotech. Eric, help me bring up the the, the death scene. Yeah. The only thing we haven't talked about: the climax. Perfection at its finest, I might say. Oh, wait, I forgot one more thing. I forgot one thing. What? I have, like, very small 
like I don't think it's a perfect movie, but it's close. There's like very small complaints I have. One of those is like the cinematography for some parts, but for the most part, I think it like is really good. Just to put, make that clear. I say that because that one scene of Peter swinging through the power lines off to find like there's like somebody out there and it's like that sunset Peter's like silhouetted along with like this like through the rest of the power lines and that music is playing and it's like eerie amazing scene so good absolutely amazing here I thought you were gonna shit on that um I also want to point out okay okay Uh, the way you started that sentence it sounded like you were gonna take a shit on that scene um I would have liked if the inside out suit wasn't like an inside out suit, you know, like it kind of like I would, I was really hoping that it was going to be Dr. Strange's like, Oh, here, I put a spell to protect you and it's turned the suit black and gold, you know? I like that it just no. speaks to like how poor Peter is. Like, look, I have one, only one <laughs> suit. Oh, how do I, you know what? This looks good inside out. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have Tony Stark stuff right now to make another one, so uh, I'll turn this yeah, inside I, out. Somebody was tweeting about this this week. Like, was it made to make to- Was it made to sell toys? Probably. Mm-hmm. Did it make sense in the movie? I I thought it was, I enjoyed it. No, yeah, it, like it was stained. You only got the one suit. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's got the two suits. Oh, that new suit. So crisp and oh, clean. Oh, we'll get God. there. We'll get there. Perfection. Oh, I wasn't even talking about that new suit. It looks was... so good in Spider-Man Remastered, by the way. Oh, I'm not even talking about that one. I'm talking about the Wait, which one... suit? I'm, I'm talking about... about the nano suit. Like, the, the upgraded nano suit he yeah, got with for the, the, the end golden? of the... Like, oh, with like the old yeah, ones? yeah. yeah. We'll get into that, we'll get into that suit okay. later, Christian. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like, oh, the the nano Wait, suit they... upgrade. Oh man, it was so crisp. They I was worried like the Spider-Man? gold was gonna throw it off. They put that suit in a uh, Spider-Man No Way. Uh, oh, Spider-Man No Way. In uh, <laughs> yeah, PS4. They put they put the inside out suit and the gold nanotech suit and oh, really? Spider-Man Remastered. Fuck. Okay, I'm playing this game this week. <sighs> I want to. I I want Spider-Man Remastered, dude. I. I've been swinging around did as you miles, buy miles this week. I did, but standalone. You bought the standalone though, one, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it. if you just upgrade to the, I think on the main screen you can upgrade to the deluxe edition. It's only twenty bucks, and it just gives you Spider-Man Remastered. Say less. Because that's how I did it. Because I bought it for PS4, and so I got the PS5 upgrade. And when you're on the PS5 um menu for miles there should yeah. be at the bottom it says like press square to upgrade to ultimate edition and it's only 20 bucks and you get yes, spider-man man. remastered so i want those suits they look really good on the five man the andrew garfield suit ah oh. uh, i want them to put the amazing spider-man 2 suit in there because amazing spider-man 1 suit too. sucks so much i just don't oh it's like... so bad I feel like his eye shields are like way too big for the mask. It's are you talking about in the one in No Way Home? I'm talking about in or Spider Man Man One. All of them. Like I well, think the Amazing, Amazing Spider Man is awesome. One and two, and then this one. It's got like those big expressive comic book eyes. Dude, I really, I, that I really like expressive. Those. Yeah, it's good. Are they? No. I mean, they don't move like Tom's does, but like it's like the big comic book style it's like it looks like big. it's like a spider-man suit 
Imagine me having glasses this big. He's a bug, man. Literally, <laughs> bug man. I did like also <laughs> yeah, how he good. comes into a new dimension. He's like, string theory, it's all correct. There's yeah. magic here? Yep. He's like, I knew there. What do you say about magic? I forget. Either way. Oh. You guys have been to space? The test. Oh my god, the test where he's just like hanging there. She's like, oh. crawl across the wall. <laughs> crawl across really? the ceiling. I'm not going to do that. You, you already got the Peter have. Tango? Yeah, I got the Peter Tango. Yeah. Dude, uh, Toby and Andrew like fighting each other and then flipping at the same time and landing on the ceiling. The perfect clip. That That's great. cinematic porno. And I, I feel like once they did that, they realized, oh, we're the same person. Cool. Got it. Understood. Um, so how'd you guys how'd you guys feel with the climax, the 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 big fight uh, on Statue of Liberty with the Captain America shield? Perfection it is literally the greatest thing I've ever seen, Christian. And then of course we have the man, the myth, the legend, Tobey Maguire coming in to save the day. You don't want to do this, and he just gives him that 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 look, like fucking stand down. But like I, I got you, man. Just just just, just cool. I, I, yeah, I read that as like he understands what Tom yeah. Peter is going through yeah. right now. It's like, look, I've been there, man. You're, but you, you don't want to do this. Do You're yeah. gonna regret it, dude. When Otto is fixed and he's hawks to Toby and he says like, "How have you been?" Oh my god, you're all well, grown up. He's yeah. like, "You're all grown up," and like, and they got the Toby Maguire music playing in the backgrounds. They're talking. Oh, it's so good. He's like, "How are you doing?" Like, trying to be better. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. But I think, like, I love that they get more, like, time where they just talk to one another. It's like, what's the craziest villain you guys have ever fought? I love that so much because, like, they're just, like, brothers just talking to one another. It's like, oh, I fought a alien thing. Oh, my God, that's so cool. <laughs> I want to fight oh. an alien. You guys are so cool compared to me. I'm lame. You're not a lame. You're amazing. Say with me. I'm amazing. He doesn't say it. He doesn't say I, it. I, I need that. I needed that. Like this whole self doubt. We need to self talk. Needs to be better. I was when so. I've always wanted brothers. I love you guys. <laughs> thank, thank you. Yeah, they were <laughs> so confused. I also was very confused by that, and then it turns out it was just improv. But I. Well, like, he just. He definitely like. I know they talked about it, like he plays it like middle brother syndrome, which I thought was really cool. How Andrew had like huh. the middle brother thing going on. Interesting, dude. When <laughs> I have a fourth favorite part of this movie, I just remembered. Go for it. When they're establishing who Peter Two and Peter Three is, and, and, he, and Tom points to Toby, and he's like Peter Two, and then he points to Andrew, Peter Three. <laughs> Dude, I want to watch this movie again. We should. I also, um, I think it was just really nice of them to have that moment again, because like it was cool because like when they're in the classroom they had like the peter parker moment together like they're doing science everything is cool when on the statue of liberty they're having spider-man moments yeah which i thought was really nice um and so yeah it was it was just great and then like it it brings up a good point because people don't like the ultimate spider-man comic uh, ultimate spider-man show because spider-man was a team all the time not by himself like everyone's used to i like how i was like i'm not used to working with the team i have no idea what to do i'm used to being by myself so i thought that was really nice i have a question mm. for it did anyone else think toby mcguire was gonna was gonna die i was very scared that toby mcguire was gonna die and then they he had goes, me going i've been stabbed before and i'm like okay i guess he's not dying 
You're in an extreme amount of pain, aren't you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was literally like, tears were about to fall. My eyes were fucking full of water. And then I realized he wasn't going to die. And it just like reverted. I think the one thing I wish there was more of, because I don't really have many, a lot of complaints in this movie. I wish Norman and Toby's Peter had a moment together. They didn't really have a moment together. I wish they had that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, this could be like, you know, he gets stabbed and so they just write up, oh, I've been stabbed all the time. Maybe Sony is like, hey, we got something good here. Let's bring him back for another one. Well, there are rumors, right? There are rumors that they're supposed to come back for another movie. Both Andrew and Toby. Secret That's Wars, right? Or right? Was it Secret Wars? We'll, we'll never know. Maybe it's Secret Wars. I was told, I was, uh, I, I wasn't doing anything. I read that it was going to be for Multiverse of Madness, but this was before. Oh. oh, I would love Toby in Multiverse of Madness. That'd be so nice. I believe this was before they changed it up and uh, when Multiverse was going to be the first movie and then this movie. So. I think if I remember correctly, they shot their stuff in this movie around Christmas time last year. Yep. I think that's what happened. Um, so You mean like two years ago? Yeah, no, Christmas 2020, I think, is when they shot their... Um, stuff for yeah, yeah that doesn't make any sense yeah <laughs> two years ago um i uh i i just like it was just so nice because like even throughout all the fight like toby's peter's like flint we're literally trying to help you man like it has that established like if you've watched these movies you know like he cared about all those people like doc i just want to have a conversation with you man how, how have you been this is great flint like I, you're not a bad guy we're literally trying to help you right now and so and then I enjoyed um, Max when he's looking at um, Andrew in the beginning of the fight. He's like, I think he says, like, you're not even in shape. And Andrew's like, huh, or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. Dude, for me, what was nuts was, because um, obviously Goblin gives Peter that work. And then Peter gives Goblin that work at the end, because Peter is mad that Anime is dead. And, like, Legit, I thought it would like it was gonna be like a, like a happy like thing where like Peter's gonna be the bigger man and he do the Captain America thing where he he think he's gonna stab RDJ but he like just turns turns the RDJ stuff off and it's like you know what I'm bigger than this I'm gonna walk away but Peter's like no I left you alive because I want to kill you myself and I'm like what is going on this is not the Peter Parker I know Toby having to step in and be like no this like isn't who you are like just like and like taking that taking that from Peter's hands. Wow. I have nothing else to say. Perfect. All right, so let's get to how Peter Parker literally to save the day makes everyone forget about him. Like He's he got puts no all one. he puts no? that all on himself. He doesn't have no one. He he has got a couple people. It's. I just think it was so great how this world's about to break down. It's like, hey, I will go back to being a nobody. If it, will this work? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that. I'll put that weight on my shoulders. And oh, and then just when Toby and them, like when he's about to say bye to them, they just do the. This is what we do. Like there it is, right there. This is what we do. Ah, oh, just so, so good. Mm. Poor Peter, man. Peter's life is always so depressing. Why do I love seeing that on screen? Is it because <laughs> I'm depressed? 
legit. No, no, I'm, I'm being serious. Like, I'm looking at this man living in this studio apartment in New York who he probably won't be able to afford rent in a few months. Doesn't even have a high school degree because there's no records of Peter Parker. So he has to go get his GED. He's got that in his box. He's got his police scanner up. It's the dead of winter and he has to build himself a brand new suit. And I'm like, yes, suffer. I love it. I don't know, but like, it's so amazing. I think it's because we just love the inspiring that every time yes. he gets knocked down, he gets right back up. Mm-hmm. I think it's also yeah, that so like the reason why I, Spider-Man is so like relatable is because like real shit happens to him. Like people actually do end up in the situation where they can't afford the rent for that month, you know? So they got to figure out something to do. And I'm not saying they're fucking swinging around New York city, fucking saving people and kicking ass, but it's the, the things that happen to him are relatable. Like we all, I'm not saying we we probably don't all know somebody who got the GD, but like, (sighs) he's relatable. And that's why I fucking love him. Yeah. Let's talk about this new suit. Oh, my God, this new suit. So are you guys fans of, like, the red and bright electric blue? Or do you like the darker blue for Spider-Man suits? Because obviously there is a complete blue change in this one. This is a very bright. Well, it's kind of shiny. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I, I looked at it as it's fabric because he's sewing it together. So I just assumed that it's got to be fabric. No, I, I mean that it was just I'm, like the colors, because obviously, you know, different Spider-Man suits have different colors. Like, obviously, like the PS4 Spider-Man suits, a little bit darker blue. Yeah. But I just yeah. I, if you had a preference of the lighter blue or darker blue with like your favorite Spider-Man suits. I am more I have a more preference to his, uh, I guess, Civil War suit where it's black and red and blue, but not crazy blue. You know, okay, like, so you, you, like the black tint, like the black lines on his arms mm-hmm. is just They're like prominent, right? prominent yeah. and perfect. Like that yeah. is what I would have assumed the, you know, MCU suit to be. But this suit, like we haven't really seen. We just see that clip of him and he's moving around too much. It's kind of hard for me to tell whether or not I like it. Uh, when I first saw it, I was like, fuck, yeah, this suit looks awesome. And I still think that. And then somebody sent me, oh no, I sent it to you guys, where it's different parts of the suit are also like combined from Toby's and Andrew's suit. And I was just like, fucking hell yeah. It's like Toby's spider on the front, Andrew's spider on the back. Yep. I want to see this in high res, is my answer. Yeah, exactly. My impressions are next month. I mean, but like, I'm not gonna be able to see like he's like Ruben said he's moving around too much. Like, I need to see him just like standing there. Yeah, I need to see like promo promo material, like a mock up. Otherwise, I do prefer the darker suits. But like, I mean, I'm not gonna complain when we get in a new Spider-Man suit. I'm always happy to see it in action. The question is, are we gonna see another Spider-Man movie from Tom Holland? I think he'll do one more. You think so? One more. Um, He's got one more team-up movie in his contract. Uh, I think he's done with his contract. He said he was, he's not contracted anymore to do anymore. Unless they filmed it already. But I, I was I could have sworn that after the whole um, debacle after uh, uh, 
Far From Home, they had him redo, not redo the contract, but like do another movie and then do another Avengers style movie. I could be wrong. I I think they did say that the the wait between like like there won't be such craziness in between this one and the fourth one as there was between Far From Home and No Way Home. Mm. And Marvel's got that money, so even if like Tom wants to like take take a little break from acting, just period. Hey, here's fifty million dollars to do a new Spider Man movie. Yeah. We will give you RDJ money. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know if he'll take it because he's been he's been doing interviews left and right and he's been saying like he's gonna stop take a break from acting and he also was like do I want to be known for uh, known as the guy who's in his 50s and he's still playing a superhero movie like I think his perspective has shifted you know when we first saw him he was all about like fuck yeah I'll play Spider-Man I, I that's my dream job yeah and then it's been 10 years Oh my god! Correctly. If I remember correctly, that's not true. There's no way. There's no way Civil if War did not I, come out in 2012. No, 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 no. When they filmed it, they did they not filmed, film Civil War in 2012. I they could be it wrong. In 2015. That's they when filmed that's Civil when the amazing. I listen. I, that's I, when I the said, Amazing Spider-Man Two came out. Was I said I could be wrong. I said I could be wrong. Um, so, but anyway, he, he was like 19 when he did Homecoming. I think Civil War and Homecoming. So, okay, I yeah. think he's I think he's got one more in him, like because that's why everyone's asking me like, oh, they're gonna do like everyone at work will be like, oh, they're doing three more movies that here. I'm like, well, you know, they just had super high ticket sales, and so obviously you want to strike that while the iron's hot. But and then after this movie comes after this big weekend, like yeah, we will do another one. We have one more. We'll, we'll set it up one at a time. And I think that I think that's the best course of action. That way, he's not you're not crazy locked in for another trilogy or something. Just one, and mm. we can send you off into the sunset with this one. Give us the one movie of this MCU Spidey just being a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Um, yeah, something like that. And I think that'd be great. You know, bring in Miles. So gonna knows? gonna be sad to get to not get my Felicity Jones on screen, but that's okay. Miles, would, I would love to see Miles question for you guys how crazy if it would it be if they said sony said yeah we're doing a trilogy but it's not what you expect bring back toby for spider-man 4 bring back andrew for amazing spider-man 2 i mean amazing spider-man 3 and bring back tom for an mcu spider-man 4 all in the mcu or just like have Andrew they're all in the MCU. Yeah, have Andrew focus on Craven or whatever the fuck villain is he's going to be fighting apparently in the Sony Spider-Man universe. Um have Toby I remember do when I don't know. I just remember when John Malkovich was supposed to be Vulture for Spider-Man 4. For Toby's Spider-Man 4? Interesting. Like, it was either that or they were also looking at Jim Carrey to be Carnage. Oh my god! I can't I see that. Jim Carrey play Carnage. After all, I've seen him. Well, I mean, in his most recent thing as Doctor Robotnik, I can't see him playing Carnage. Either way, yeah. it would probably be better than Woody Harrelson playing Carnage. Yes, we don't talk about Venom too. 
Yeah. Speaking of which, speaking of Venom, a terrible post credit scene. Thank you, Venom. Thank you. I think. Hold on. Hold on, Ruben. Hold on. I think it was perfect because here's what happens: we are no longer with the MCU tied with Eddie Brock's Venom. He is going to be in his own thing. Like obviously, and like we get that one shot of the symbiote like moving on. That's going to be the symbiote that's going to be in our MCU Spidey stuff and Eddie Brock uh, Tom Hardy Venom can just stay in the Sony side I think I prop me personally I think that's what it was for like hey don't worry we're not going to put this Venom in the MCU it was just a fun little nod don't have to worry about him anymore but the funny thing is Tessa and I that wasn't the first thing we screened when they showed Danny Rojas as the bartender that's what we both screened Tessa are like Danny Rojas that was awesome. Football is life, Ruben. Mm. So who are we thinking uh, gets infected? Because I know there are people who are saying that um, Flash would be the one that um, becomes the next movie villain. If if Flash is even in going to be in these future movies. Also, shout out to Flash actually putting out a Flashpoint book before DC's Flashpoint movie. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. I needed that. Um I don't know. Like it, it's weird the way that they did this because on the one hand, I see again. I keep trying to say reports, but it's not reports. I see theories on Tom Hardy's Venom wasn't being pulled in from uh, the Sony Spider Verse by Doctor Strange. It was just Venom's vast multiverse knowledge that, like, oh, I should be here now. I don't know. I I don't know either. Now I don't have to think about Tom Hardy Venom, which the cool thing is, obviously, you could put Andrew Garfield on the Sony side and have him fight that Venom. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And have Toby's thing be just like a standalone whatever. I think that's a cool idea. That's one of the cooler ideas you've done, Ruben. Like, have it be a trilogy. Yeah. Like, Toby has his standalone. Andrew deals with the Sony side. And Tom has his own thing, and they each get one more movie. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. Because obviously, the Amazing Spider-Man movies critically did not do. They made a lot of money. They made eight, like seven, eight hundred million dollars both times. Listen, you know what they should have done with those movies? Just have all the stupid uh, his dad's a secret agent stuff as an actual like one Sir. shot. You gotta watch the second one, man. I'm going to watch it, but like I, I already know what they were going for after I saw one. Yeah, but it was like, terrible. They're gonna do an Aunt May movie at one point. Yeah, just have it as a one shot, though. You know, before the movie comes out. No, they were chasing the MCU high. I think at that point, trying to do their own Sony verse. They're still, I mean, I guess they're still trying, and just wasn't working. Yeah, they, Raven, they had baby. Terrible, terrible, terrible written villains as well. It's still not working. Morbius, April first. Let's do it. That's gotta be a joke, isn't it? Is it? What I thought a it joke. was pushed. Yeah. I thought it was, oh, it was April so. F- it was so funny. Wait, it was actually broke. pushed to April first. Yeah, oh, the news no. broke that it got delayed right before the Morbius trailer came on. When I saw it again, and when it says Morbius January, I'm like, ah, ah, no, 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 no. That's the that's the joke. The way, I will say, I don't think Ned and MJ are coming back. I don't. I don't buy it. I don't I, think they should. I don't. Can know. I envision a Spider? Like, I don't know. It's going to be hard to do without them. But, like, I feel like this movie really hammers it. Like, 
they can't come back. Like that's the oh, whole point of, of this movie. It's interesting that like, you. Th- I, I, sorry, go ahead. No, please. I'm thinking they come back, just not in Spider-Man. Like we see Ned in a Doctor Strange movie because he has the magic. He doesn't. I mean, how he doesn't have access to Doctor Strange's stuff because he doesn't remember who Peter Parker is. So he's got no access to this lingering. Yeah, but Doctor Strange remembers that he's magic. Oh, fuck. No, because it's through Peter Parker. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I have a feeling MJ's coming. And they're going to Iron MIT. Man. They're leaving to MIT. Yeah. And I, I would have liked to see Spider-Man in Boston. That would have been a fun one. No. They got crime in Boston. They got crime in Boston. Um, but if I remember correctly, isn't Ironheart supposed to like take place in MIT? Oh, fuck. I don't know. Oh, fuck, Ruben. Yeah. Guys, I've been soaking all the knowledge. I think I think it'd be fun, like, if they're done and, like, Peter is, like, moving on. Because they got a nice goodbye, like, at the end there. They were very important to the Magic. trilogy. But now it's time for Peter to move on. And that I love the fact all... that... Well, I'm sorry, Christian. No, please. I said I just also another heartbreaking moment. He doesn't want to burden them again yes so he doesn't yes. tell the story i thought that was really brilliant it's seeing I, that it one band-aid so on zendaya's forehead triggering peter just to be like i can't do this it sucked so i can't bad. do it like in a, a in a good way, way. in a good way yes it sucked so yeah. bad i i was just like just fucking tell them just tell them you just just tell them you promised them that you were going to tell them and he doesn't you do love it. them and I was just like, fucking... I also love that he just gets out the window at the end to go web-swinging. Like, he's just such a friendly neighborhood spy. He just jumps out the window. It's not like, oh, I gotta go to Avengers. Like, he's just the Spider-Man that everyone knows and loves now. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. You know, so... Well done, John Cool Watts. movie. Well Thank done. you, John Watts. Uh, so, unfortunately, we don't have a Stan Lee cameo to rank in here. Listen, and that's what kills me the most because Stanley would have fucking loved this movie, Eric. Would have fucking loved this movie. It still makes me kind of sad that his first movie where he didn't have a cameo was a Spider-Man movie. It was Far From Home. Uh, like, forget about that. This is like the, the creme de la creme of mm. Spider-Man movies. I, he, he knows, Ruben. He watched it. He knows. We miss you, Stan. Um, so. <laughs> sorry. Yep. Do we have any final thoughts where we rank the villain? Cool movie. Cool movie. Good job, MCU. <laughs> MCU had a MCU had an interesting year. I know we're gonna get into like 2021 MCU interview probably as an episode. I yes. think. Yes. But what a solid way to end it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right, everyone. Uh, we haven't done this in a while. Uh, it's time to rank the villains. It's been a while. It's been a while since we had a good villain rank. And this one's going to be tough. Is it? Because, so I think, here's here's the thing. I think it's just Norman. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I think Norman yeah. Osborn is the villain in this movie. Because I think the rest are just like troubled souls who are there. And Norman's the one who kind of pushes them a little bit, which is what I think is so strong about. It. There's not, it's not just like a single villain. Like obviously Norman was there. He's kind of helping them out. He had a few fight scenes with them, but it was just, this was mainly about Peter Parker 
And I think that's what's just strong, so strong about it. It's just these dudes. Either way, it's time to rank them. So we're going to go through. Ruben, how would you like me to do this? Since it has been a while, would you like me to do all the villains uh, again? Before we do that, let me just double check to see if this ranking is correct. I don't want to. I think it is. Like, Should be have 19? 19. There's 19. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Eric, go ahead. Right ahead. All right. Since it's been a while, everyone, this is our first show of 2022. We're going to do fun and we're going to show all the villains that we've done in this show. Number 19, who can remember Malekith and Curse from Thor of the Dark World. Those Dark Elves, buddy. Uh, number 18, Abomination slash Thunderbolt Ross from The Incredible Hulk. Number 17, Whiplash slash Justin Hammer from Iron Man 2. Number 16, Kaecilius and Dormammu from Doctor Strange. Number 15, Darren Cross from Ant-Man. Number 14, Aldrich Killian from Iron Man 3. Number 13, Ronan the Accuser from Guardians of the Galaxy. Number 12, Obadiah Stane from Iron Man. Tony himself. Number 11, Arsham slash Icarus from The Eternals. Number 10, Ultron from Age Voltron. Number nine, Red Skull from Captain America, the first Avenger. Number eight, Ruben's favorite bad guy, Taskmaster slash Dracoff from Black <laughs> Widow. Number seven, Loki from Thor. Number six, Loki from Avengers. Number five, the Winter Soldier from Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Number four, Mr. Non-Shower himself, Jake Gyllenhaal slash Mysterio in Spider-Man Far From Home. Number three, Wenwu from Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Number two, Zemo from Captain America Civil War and number one Vulture from Spider-Man Homecoming. So where do we put Norman Osborn slash the Green Goblin? I'm happy with anything above top five. Listen, before we get into it, I just want to say how we lowballed Mysterio. Number four? Are you fucking kidding me right now? There's, we we have discussed this. You are not going to beat Christian and I for Wenwu. <laughs> you're not going to just be... like <laughs> you, Mysterio. You're not going to you're not going to convince us that he's above Wenwu. Okay. All right. I just want to like let it be known uh, I am in protest against this. Um but so, Ruben, we're going to start with you then. Where do you think Norman Osborn slash Green Goblin is on this list? Is I think it's pretty obvious. Eric. What? This has got to be number one. Okay. All right. Why is that? Vulture came in and showed us how Tony Stark is not a superhero, but he's a villain. <laughs> and Green Goblin just made me cry, you know? Like, uh, there's not much I could fucking say. You killed Marissa Tomei, you monster. I hope you suffer in hell. Okay. I hope you suffer. All right, so you have him as number one. I have him as number one. All right, Christian, what about you? You know, if if even if Eric wanted to say number one, I'd say you know what, book it. Why not? Because it. it I almost said Harry Osborn. It's first of all, it's Norman. Uh, Willem Dafoe puts in that performance first and foremost. Second, like how tragic is it that Norman is trapped inside this like a goblin body who, who like just wants to go home, just wants to be with his son, like loves his son, just wants to be a good person, but he can't because he's trapped behind this like goblin persona and goblin. Almost like close to that Joker thing yeah. where it's just like, this dude is just fucked up for fucked up sake. And sometimes like that's okay to have a building that's just like crazy and you don't know what he's going to do just because he's a bad dude. And like goblin is so scary the way it's portrayed. I'm okay with number one. Why not? Yeah. All right. 
Um, <laughs> so here's the thing. I have to look at it this way. So we had Norm, like we had the Norman arc in the Raimi movies, and I think, I think, I think Green Goblin Spider Man One is much stronger than Green Goblin in this movie. And so the problem yes. is, like, they come into this movie. He is just he's he's there, and the difficulty is since this movie is about Peter Parker, there's not enough on the villains. They are there to help Peter Parker grow. So I don't know if there's a case I would see where I thought it was better, like than Winwu's story or Zemo. Um. And it's it's just difficult for me because he gets in there, he kicks ass, he asks like the goblin because you can see we talked about earlier his face changes, like when mm. he's like all nice and happy, and then when goblin takes over, he has like those, just like the smile comes or oh, like, smile. like at the end when they inject him with the goblin serum, like he his face just like changes back to Norman, and so it's it's difficult for me <laughs> because, uh. Is he stronger than Zemo or Wenwu? I don't know. Is his story stronger? He comes in and pushes Peter to the brink. But man, oh man, Zemo. If, if I'm if I'm being legit, like he is, uh, Goblin is over Mysterio for me. Like, like that's the lowest I'm. Uh, I would like rank him personally. Is is number four, which is so weird. Go ahead, Christian. Go ahead, Christian. Why? No, no, no. It's weird. Why is that? It's literally the same shit that Mysterio does, just a little bit harder. And you ranked Mysterio as number four. So, (sighs) Goblin better be right next to Mysterio in this. I think for me, though, personally, I think I would put him above Mysterio. You're a fucking monster. Because that's he, where I'm going to. He's he's coming in. Obviously, okay, he's no. great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like he's great. Let's not. I mean, Norman Osborn slash Willem Dafoe is probably still like up there in top four comic book villains of all time across anything. There's no debate for me. But I think like coming into this movie, what works so well is like you the Spider-Man One movie. Like obviously, if you didn't speak Spider-Man One movie, this one didn't work as well obviously but he he comes in it's very it's very bearable he like he comes in he's there to push the plot along for peter he's in service to peter for this he doesn't really have an agenda he's just there to be crazy look, look that's what it is and so i don't think that is stronger than when Wu literally you know abandoning his kids when they need him over because he misses his wife and that's what's so, so crazy. Like now, like obviously, since I'm a dad too, like that's so difficult. It's challenging now. Like, do I? Because Tess and I had the conversation. Like, all right, if we're both hanging over the cliff, like, oh my god, I don't know what to do now. I wouldn't know what to do. And I think since I've been a dad now, Winwoo stuff hits harder. I think the Winwoo storyline is much like, and I think that it's especially. With Tony Long's performance, I think Wenwu. I may have to do like a retroactive personal MCU villain ranking for me, and put Wenwu higher up there. I think he's up definitely up there with Thanos now for me. Like as thank you, Thanos, Zemo, and Wenwu are like that's the triple S tier. Loki, 
Loki is his own tier because he's all over the place. Yeah, but is Loki but, even a villain anymore? Oh yeah. Well, for, anymore. I said. Yeah, that's why I'm saying like Loki is like his own thing because he went through so much growth and change and everything. That's why he's his own tier for me. But I I gotta put him at four. I gotta put Green Goblin at four. <laughs> Loki's a villain because he wants to bang himself. Fool's a freak. <laughs> but uh number yeah, four I, I got green number goblin four. number four are you uh, i i don't know if this is like really happening or it's, it's so like the the problem here ruben is that wait what, i'm sorry so is this above or below mysterio this is above mysterio okay so mysterio is the new number five okay yeah mysterio is the new number five because I, it's just challenging. Because like obviously the Norman performance is what makes it so good, but narrative wise, he is there to service Peter. He's not like his own character in this. Like he has the one scene in the alleyway where he's like, God, like he's having that fight with himself a little bit, and then for the rest I of do, the movie, it's, it's the Goblin persona. Well, I do love the scene where he's um, at feast and he's like talking to Amy about like how scared he is. Like that, he do, he does admit like he has this split personality. Well, see, I I read that interestingly because I thought that was just like sometimes I thought was goblin Norman just or lying. goblin. Me too. I thought it was goblin lying, and that's what makes it so. That's what makes it so great. Like there are great moments, even though I don't think his story plot wise is as good as the first Tobey Maguire movie. Like there are moments in there like that. I thought it was goblin just lying the whole time just to get. I knew it was I, well, I, I thought it was Goblin too, but I, I don't think he was like lying. I think it was Goblin using that like truth to just like. Um, yeah, I mean, I knew it was Goblin. He was stealing the fucking donuts. What kind of a true? Uh, true. Who does that? Yeah, I think I think for me, like when, uh, Green Goblin, new number four. So let me ask you this: hmm. uh, It's on the board. Uh, Green Goblin is uh, officially number four in our ranking because you guys are just monsters. It seems. Um, <laughs> Why is Vulture still number one and Green Goblin's number four? So here's the thing. You were very heavily pushing for Vulture at number one. I want you to remember that. I was. I was. And so here's the thing. Again. With this one, I think there's a more nuanced plot with Vulture in it because he literally is a family man. And the heroes who supposedly save everyone are also taking people's jobs. And all he literally wanted to do was just be a family man. And that's the beginning of the movie. He's literally doing all this to save his family. And then that power kind of grows in with him and he wants to take more and more and more. And I think that they're and oh, they made the vulture terrifying. We already knew goblin was terrifying. They made the vulture scary dude. So Vulture doesn't have to be in a suit to be fucking terrifying either, like, as well. I mean, Goblin doesn't either, but, like, that scene in the car. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, intense. Oh, all of a sudden, the Ruben lights intense. lights. Intense. Oh, why now, is I just want you to know that, honestly, Eric, I think we have to revoke your voting privileges because it all comes back to family with you, okay? This isn't Not the really? Fast and Furious, okay? Not everything fucking revolves around family. Listen, I'm single as hell, and even I can appreciate a good Wenwu. God damn it, Christian. And Zemo literally destroyed the Avengers, This was my Avengers, chance. Ruben. This was my Zemo chance. Zemo destroyed the Avengers. This was my chance to get Green Goblin at number one, and you just had to go. Green Goblin is the number one like, Spider-Man villain. No! Like, Tobi- he's not! Vultures are number one Spider-Man villain. Bro, 
No, we're. Oh, okay. You're saying in general. This is MCU villains. I'm judging these by the MCU movies. Yes. Green Goblin in the first Spider Man movie is up there with, you know, Thanos and Joker as the best comic book. And I think, I don't know, either way. Go on. You forget to realize that Spider Man 1, 2, and 3, the Raimi movies, are a part of the MCU now. So. Oh, we're not doing I mean, this. not really. I mean, are they? Yes, they are. We're not, do- we're not doing well, this. Well, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. Okay, that's Ruben fair. That's fair. It's also, the- he's a top five. That's still not good He enough. literally came. It's he had like maybe enough. 10, 15 minutes of screen time it's at not most, good and enough. he's a top five villain. It's not good enough. Zemo, yeah, he destroyed the Avengers. But yeah, that's he didn't all destroy the spirit. He didn't destroy the spirit of a fucking teenager, okay? He no, didn't he destroy didn't the destroy, He didn't, like, Peter got back up. You didn't see the look of murder in his eyes, Eric, like I did. Who's? Who's? Peter's. Where he was about it was to It really dark, and they realized yeah. he was doing the wrong thing. No, he didn't realize it. Toby had, had to make that him glance, realize He it. had that glance with Toby. He had to he make did the him wrong thing. I'm just saying... I think Green Goblin was robbed. All right. That's all I got to say. Um, before we continue, I'm sorry, Christian. I s- completely skipped something that I need to talk about because I like oof. how this is our longest episode ever. Yeah, I love it. Of course. Um, again, Christian, I apologize for cutting you off. Uh, since we're ranking the MCU villains, do these really? Uh, ish, ish. Do these villains really get saved in these movies that we've seen? Or are these just making alternate universes? No, they go back to the universe. They go back to their time. So Green Goblin dies, right? We see him say, oh no, and he's dead. Well, we like. I think this just opens up a big old like plot hole thing that people love to do on the internet. I think um, we don't know if make this where, show no- three hours. where Norman... Where no Norman goes back, because obviously, like as you learn in Amazing Spider-Man Two, Electro was pulled from a very certain part. We don't know when Norman was pulled. Like he doesn't explain it. I don't think he was just like I wound up here for some reason. Doc if... Ock talked about how like I had Spider-Man in the palm and I was here. I don't know I, the way he like finally breaks the Green Goblin helmet, trying to like break free of his persona. I feel like we, he gets pulled from that final fight in Spider-Man. But he didn't have a battle damage suit, though. Didn't he didn't, like. which is right. Okay, all right. Mm. Yeah, you're right. They all go back to 2021. And like, whoa, there's a virus. Also, how I know people don't like the Power Rangers looking suit, but God, it looks so fucking good. I love the Green Goblin outfit. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Uh, that was the big thing. Like, obviously, if you go back and watch this Spider-Man, from uh, he looks like a Power Rangers villain. Oh, okay, like, yes, the yes, green yes, yes, yes. and stuff. I'm okay and with that. I'm okay with I, that. I, 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 they did kind of like change up his coloring a little bit. It was a bit lighter green. Yep. It kind of looked like Master Chief armor green, yeah. as opposed to like the weird forest green they had for the first Spider-Man movie. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I like it. So. All right, then never mind. Um, Christian. Yes, let us rank those Marvel movies. Let me read you the list that we have ranked so far. Uh, I'll do the same thing Eric did. So I'll start with number 19, The Incredible Hulk. Number 18, Thor, The Dark World. Uh, Those will stay down there. Number 17, Thor. Number 16, Iron Man 2. 
Number 15, Iron Man. Number 14, Iron Man 3. I love that we all just coupled those. Uh, uh, number 13, Doctor Strange. Number 12, Black Widow. Number 11, Avengers Age of Ultron. Number 10, The Eternals. Number 9, Ant-Man. Number 8, Captain America, the first Avenger. Number 7, The Avengers. Number 6, Guardians of the Freaking Galaxy. Number 5, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Number 4, Spider-Man Homecoming. Number 3, Spider-Man Far From Home. Number 2, Captain America the Winter Soldier. And number 1, Captain America Civil War. Eric has to go last. Eric has to go last. Uh, Christian has to go first. Christian has to go first. Okay. <laughs> Ruben goes go second. First. Ruben goes second. Yeah. I'm also because I'm typing. I got to fix the list. Okay. Personally, personally, I've always said it. The, the, the fact that like Civil War challenges the mythos of superheroes in the MCU is too goaded for me. Uh, the, the fatal flaw of Civil War is that like the green screen is terrible. And honestly, I think for most of the MCU movies, like like in like the mod, like phase two and three, it's still pretty bad. Even in, in, in No Way Home, I thought it was pretty bad at times. Like the final fight stuff was like, this just looks, I mean, I can tell it's a set. For the purpose of this list and this show, screw it. I'm going number one. No way Thank home. you. I have to. Thank you. And I, I can't let you guys down. I, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, Of course. It's a good movie. Uh... Greatest movie of all time. Literally the GOAT. Greatest of all time. So uh, it's number one for me. I have nothing else to say. Other than Green Goblin was robbed as number one. But that's about it. Eric? Uh, so as I'm watching this movie for the second time, I'm thinking, like, okay, we're going to have to rank this movie. Is this movie truly better than the first Avengers, Ruben? Yes. Is it? Is yes. It, is it even better than Iron Man Two? Yes. I, Iron I Man pro- Two was a horrible prob- movie. I had, I had problems with that. I had real struggles, so I don't know if I can put it above Thor. Ruben, I'm sorry. I, I I just can't. Thor made me question so much. Obviously, this is number one. Jeez, yeah, this is the best superhero movie I've ever seen because they focus on the characters and what's important. Problem with some MCU movies is they really the characters sometimes take a back seat to the plot and moving stuff forward. Uh, there are some obviously rare exceptions. Uh, Captain America still stays true to his character no matter what situation he's in. Um, but most of the movies, MCU movies, I love the MCU. Yeah, Marvel is probably my favorite thing ever. You know, after you know Harry Potter, Witcher, and all that stuff. But and your daughter. And yeah, I, I was doing media <laughs> stuff, media stuff here. Um, but yeah, most of the MCUs they sacrifice character for plot sometimes, and that's fine. Like it is okay. Sometimes the plots are really fun, really cool. Um, some argue. I know we love Civil War here. Sometimes Civil War the plot gets in the way of the character sometimes because we got to go to different parts of the world. Um, but we're with Peter pretty much this entire movie. There isn't a scene, there isn't like a major scene where Peter is not involved. Um, and I think that's the true strength of this movie is that it focuses on Peter Parker. And so there's there's no way in hell this movie isn't number one. And it's it's going to be hard for me unless, you know, 
they do i don't i don't even know like I, like going forward the mcu it's going to be really difficult for me for something to top no way home um because i i don't know we don't we we have no idea is blade going to be really fantastic oh. if it is i hope blade's going to be fantastic but and jesus christ <laughs> so hey hey blade blade's where it's at man so we'll see. We'll see what happens with this list when we get to uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Listen, that's gonna okay. be that's gonna be the real interesting one. And is it so? Huh? Yeah. I mean, like Infinity War. I remember when Infinity War and Endgame came out. Like there was that whole argument. Like, oh, how can you think Endgame is? Oh, how can you think Infinity War is good, or something like that? And I, I'm really excited for that one because yeah. you know Endgame does a lot of great character stuff in that. Um, and Infinity War for me, I love it. It's basically the final act of Star Wars Return of the Jedi, but just for a whole movie. Um, so, oh, I don't know, man. I guess but I don't hold, be... I don't hmm? hold Infinity, after Endgame, I don't hold Infinity War as like, as high of a tier as you guys do. Well, I think it's because you see the heroes lose, man. The heroes lose. Yeah. You don't really see, you don't see that in That's comic awesome. book films. That's so awesome. Like, at the end, when Captain America's like, oh, my God, they got their ass kicked. That, that, you usually say that for a comic, uh, a TV show, where, like, you have a two-parter where the hero gets their ass kicked, and in the next episode, they get back. Like, no, we had to wait a whole fucking year with that loss. Remember, but, in, um, remember in Breaking Bad, um, when Walt runs over that dude and saves Jesse's life, and then Jesse just looks up at Walt, and Walt just says, "Run!" And then that—that's the way the season ends. It's the same. That's the same way I felt when Infinity War ended. Like, oh my god. So that—that's gonna be really fun. I think the most thing I'm excited for this year, for looking into 2022, I am ready to fucking debate Guardians of the Galaxy two with you guys. Good that, That's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, but oh man. We got a fun year planned for you guys. That we do. Um, that we do. I guess it's time for plugs. Eric, where can people find you? Hey, uh, you can follow me at Eric C. Ginn on Twitter. I try to get Spidey fan. It is my Twitter handle, but somebody already has it, and they only have like two followers, so it sucks. Um, but yeah, Eric C. Ginn. Um, let's see what I got going on. Uh, I just finished the whole Halo series. I just started Kena, Bridge of Spirits. I'm excited to play that. Ooh, nice. Um, wow, that, that tells me you're not that far in it. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm excited to play it. It's really pretty so far and cute. Um, oh, no, sorry. I meant because they, they say her name later, and it's like, oh, it's Kena. 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 Oh, oh I mean, I thought it. Yeah, I was I, Kena. I've, yeah. Oh, whoops. Either way. Uh Giving you a hard time. I'm Kena, sorry. Bridge of Spirits. I'm excited to keep playing that. Um, but no, it's uh, really exciting this year. Um, I am putting together my top 100 video game list of all time. I'm working on that right now. Eric. So that's going to be fun. I'm going to be doing like a stream with that later this year and talk about it. It's I'll a, watch. I'm really excited for that. It's week two. Uh, how many how many games are, do you have on the list so far? I have my top 50 oh wow okay. i'm not my top 50 i have my first i have 100 to 50 done because that's the weird thing with this like 100 100 to 50 it really doesn't really matter 
It does. It well, it's when you get in that top twenty-five where it's like, oh, this is really tough right here. Because obviously you can, yeah, you could substitute like, oh, Dead Space is definitely better than Bioshock, I think. And it's just like, does it really matter? Um, but uh, yeah, my top five are locked. So the top five are uh, definitely locked. Interesting. So. I thought you would have gone uh, the way of like, oh, I'm taking ten games and I'm pitting them against each other instead of. No, it's just I'm making a list. Okay. I was inspired by Emmett Watkins Jr. Okay. Good stream. Yeah. Very good uh, here's a hint. Uh, Marvel's Avengers is number 50. Okay. That's a hell of a list. If Marvel's Avengers is number 50, I would I love to see. got a lot of see... Spider-Man games on there, too. I would love to see what's number 100. Okay? Just because if you have Avengers as 50, don't even say it. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. I don't want to. I got to give a little taste. No, you just did. Marvel's Avengers is number 50. Give me a little taste. Uh, Number 100, Yu Gi Oh! Duel of the Roses for the PS2. Okay. All right. I regret. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I also regret that. Okay. Cool. Christian, where can people find you? Please, I beg you, follow me at IsoChristian over on Twitter. Do a lot of portfolio building, trying to trying to get my name out there. 2022, I'm shooting my shots, both on Tinder and professionally. You can also follow me on my uh, movie podcast that I do, Large Popcorn. Hopefully, uh, there's a big, huge, giant update coming out this week for our 2022 slate of shows. So look forward to that uh, on that Twitter. I think it should be Friday. We'll see. Waiting on one thing to confirm, and then, and then it'll happen. Uh, otherwise, I also do a weekly... Um, gaming show podcast pxn this week much like what we're doing next week uh with uh penultimate conquest games uh we're doing the the, the fantasy draft with pxn as well so it's gonna be interesting to, to, for me to have two two uh leagues to have to, to have to juggle christian is would it be possible to do a fantasy league for movies would that even work that would work you'd have to i guess you would have to like check it yourself all the medic metacritic scores and stuff like that I mean, I can do that. Okay. All right. All right. I'm really excited for the draft on Sunday. I think it's... Are we streaming it? Fun. Yeah, we're streaming it. Okay. Hey, I'm just making sure. Yeah. We're streaming okay. stream all shows. I got, an, I got another fantasy draft I'm in tomorrow of kind of funny people. But I can't go to it, so I'm really sad. But Damn. Did you uh, set up the, the, the Open Critic? Not not yet. I okay. will do that probably. Wait, what is Open Critic? Sorry, the, 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 the fantasy critic. Oh, that that uh, website. website thing. Yeah. Did you send it to me again? Did you send it to it's me? In that, it's in that sure. I can send it again if you yeah, want to. Yeah, just send send it to me again so I can okay. look at that. Um, I got a lot of stuff in the works. I am currently uh in the process of moving. Well, not currently in the process. I'm about to be in the process of moving. I move out of my Congrats. house February first, so I won't be on a lot of shows in the beginning of the year. Um. I am also doing Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'm doing some electrical training, so trying to see if I could get a job as an electrician would be would be great. You know, make my own hours. Um, so I, I'm off Tuesdays and Thursdays for the first part of well, I guess this month and a little bit of next month. Uh, so I'll, I guess I'll be back on regular shows probably like the middle of February, maybe. We'll see. Um, Stay tuned this week for Halo Infinite Review, Cobra Kai Season 4. Go ahead, Christian. Keep going, and then I'll go after. And uh, Attack on Titan, Episode 76 Review. 
I almost forgot to mention, I'm still working on the video essay uh, for Penultimate Conquest. Listen, man. However, usually, usually I aim for third Thursdays. I have to push this one to the fourth Thursday this month. That's fine. And that script, the script needs uh, editing and cutting. You don't need to. Listen, man. I'll take whatever you give me. Okay. How okay. About that that's, one? That's hey, Ruben. Right. Yeah. You want to know something? What? Tessa and I are coming to New York this summer um, for a wedding. This. So we could possibly do one. We have an episode. We sit on the couch together, Ruben. Oh, man. Oh, man. That'd be so fun. I mean, I don't know anyway. if that would work. I would need to buy a camera. You would need to let me know in advance. It, it's okay. I'll, I'll just sit right next to you with my phone. Just like, hey, Ruben's right here. Yay. Mm. Okay. All right. So. We'll see. Um, yeah. Eric, did we do Plex for you? Where can people yes. find you? Oh, we did. Yes. Um, I guess people can find me at that guy Tuesday on Twitter and Instagram and, uh, the channels, Twitter and Instagram at pen conquest. Um, you can find us on TikTok now, which will be active more, I guess words. I can't really speak. Um, I'm pretty sure it's penultimate conquest on TikTok. So stay tuned for that. We'll put up some clips of the shows. It's going to be a good time. Good time. Uh, 2022 is going to be a big year for us, I think. We're going to have some stuff in the works. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. What episode are we doing next week? Are we doing Hawkeye review next week? We are doing Hawkeye in review next week, yes. And then after that, next next week, we are doing... Two weeks from now, we are the doing... 24th. Yes, the 24th. We are doing our 2021 Marvel in review to see the highs and lows of Marvel's 2021 year. We'll see what happens. Good stuff. Good stuff. And that's it. I think that's it. Longest episode ever. Woo! Next time we can make it longer, you know? Spider-Man 4. Wow. Spider-Man 4. I have to go make calls, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay with that being said excelsior, excelsior. oh yeah excelsior. bye daddy <laughs>